sort of one way to test whether you haven't worn something for a long time or you know to check you are wearing your wardrobe is to when you wear something and you put it back in the wardrobe turn the hanger around so that you know you've worn it and then you can see of the things in your wardrobe how much of it you wear and that can be quite scary because there are statistics that have been done you know the old 2080 uh, rule does work with um, wardrobes and clothes as well that we probably wear 20% of our clothes 80% of the time. You're listening to Take Regular Breaks, the positive mental health podcast empowering you to find balance in all aspects of your life. I'm Tanya Diggory and today we'll be exploring the theme of how to dress for success and feel good with Gail Morgan. Hi everybody, I'm pleased to be joined today by the lovely Gail Morgan. Gail is the founder of Study in Style and Gail Morgan Style. As a master image consultant and personal stylist, Gail's mission is to simplify the art of getting dressed. She works one-to-one with busy professionals who know that they need to present themselves in a certain way, but are overwhelmed by the variety of clothing options and retailers out there. So by streamlining your clothing options, Gail's mission is to bring calm and order into your life. Currently on the international board of the USA-based Association of Image Consultants International and one of only five image consultants in the world to be certified on both sides of the Atlantic. You can be assured that Gail knows what she's talking about. Hello, Gail. Thank you for joining me today. Hi, Tanya. Great to be here. Thank you. Um, So tell us about your wonderful background and what inspired you to step into the field of image consultancy. Well, I have been doing it for quite a long time in one form or another. Um, My background was basically retail. And um, so when I I decided to do this to work around my children predominantly, but I had always been interested in fashion and clothes, even though I took quite a meticulous, a a, a bendy route to get there, shall we say. Um, But Uh, I'd always been fascinated with clothes and experimenting with clothes and trying different things. And when I was much younger, looking at the fashion trends and all that sort of thing. Um, But my mum had her colours done in the late 80s. And um, I was just fascinated with the difference it made to her, to her wardrobe and to her confidence, because she'd never really been, to be honest, that interested in clothes. Um, But once she found this, it was suddenly something she could understand, something simple and easy that she could work with. And it made a massive difference to how how she felt and to what her wardrobe looked like. And also because I was working in fashion and retail, it kind of helped us bond, I think is probably a good way to describe it, because she now felt that she could come into my world a little bit and talk to me about those sort of things. And so I played around with colour because... Bearing in mind it was the late 80s and everyone was wearing black and purple and that sort of thing. And neither of those colours looked good on me. Um, I was, uh, but on the colours, on the days I did wear the colours I thought would work for me, I got such a positive response from other people who noticed me and said, gosh, you look well today. You look healthy. Whereas I'm I'm very pale and very anemic. And it's kind of like, most of the time people were asking me if I wanted to have a sit down or if I was feeling all right. So to have that sort of almost immediate reaction was amazing. And so I kind of thought, maybe there is something in this and played around with it for a couple of few years. And then when I found out I was pregnant, I thought, 
I don't want to go back to work in retail. The hours are too long. You know, it's, I was you know, managing the store and it was just going to be too difficult. So I trained whilst I was pregnant and set up my business um, when Tom was about two months old and have worked in one way or another ever since then. Wow, that's so inspiring. I love hearing different stories about, you know, how you get to where you are today and and what that journey has been like. And um, it's such a positive story as well about having that inspiration um, from your mum and, you know, reactions that you'd had as well. Um, So... When thinking about personal style, it it certainly is a process, right? And and deciding how we wish to present ourselves each day can depend on so much from our moods to what we've got going on in our lives at the time. So you help people in a variety of different ways, from colour analysis to personal shopping or wardrobe management and much more. What's the first step you'd take when working with a client in terms of identifying what they really need? Well, a conversation is um, always key. And it depends on what level we're working at, because I often work with people for, for on a daily basis. So it's I almost do this stylist for a day service where um, we work out a plan and we take our time. But we would have a discussion beforehand. And um, I usually start with colour because it's the easiest way in. And it's what most people, can, as I found, a quick win. So whether that's just a one off session where we do colour analysis or is part of a longer session, whether it's a day or we work over a couple of months, then that's the thing I would normally start with because we can't really go shopping or sort a wardrobe out if we don't have a colour palette to work around. It makes it a lot more, at least it makes it a lot easier if we do that. And if we know that that colour palette is flattering for the client, so much better. Um, But then we look at lifestyle, we look at their personality, we look at their budget, obviously, as well, when we actually get down to the nitty gritty of the clothes that we might buy. But very often it's, it's not about going out and spending loads of money on new clothes. It's about working with the clothes that they've already got identifying the the clothes that work well for them and then maybe um, filling the gaps. Mm. Yeah, because I imagine there must be quite a decluttering process that goes with those initial conversations as well. Um, And I know I struggle with this sometimes, you know, when you sort of hold on to clothes that either have sentimental value or, you know, your your wardrobe and your drawers just get so stuffed. But for whatever reason, you you can't you, you feel like it's difficult to actually let go of clothes that you've worn for a while or that, you know, have a happy memory associated with it, but you haven't worn it in ages. So um, what what do you find that's like in terms of you know what what tips would you give for our listeners for getting that decluttering process started and actually working out you know like you say what what brings you joy when you wear it yeah absolutely I've actually just come off a call with a a client a a coaching an image coaching client and um, we were talking through some an element of this and she was saying oh I love this blouse but it's got a great big rip in it and I can't fix it I was like well why are we still keeping it then Mm -hmm. so sometimes it's almost like you just need to ask yourself those questions I mean you can read magazines and they'll say you know if you haven't worn it in two years then throw it out and all this sort of thing but very often it's it's difficult to let go of those items for lots of reasons Mm -hmm. um and it could be that it, it, you just need to have another person to give you permission to do that. And that often is, is what I will come, is, is my role very often when I'm sorting someone's wardrobe. But equally, it doesn't mean that you can't do this yourself. And it's just being realistic, I think. Am I really going to wear this again? 
And what I've done with some clients is I've, I've said, well, if you're not sure you want to get rid of it, let's pack it away, put it in a suitcase, take it away from your wardrobe now. Because the trouble is, if you've got things in your wardrobe that you can't either physically wear or don't want to wear in your everyday wardrobe, then it's going, you have to fight your way past those to find the things that you could potentially wear. So I'm very much about take those clothes out and we put a big sticker on it to be opened in September. Do you and then have a look at it and see if, a, if you've missed them. B, do you think you will ever realistically wear them again? And then maybe it is time to let go or maybe bring some of them back. But it's not like the the fear of I've given them away to charity and then two months later you think I really want to have them back. You yeah. you know they're still safe in the in the in the suitcase. Um so I think that's a nice transition period. Sometimes as the rip with the blouse, it's time to go. <laughs> that's a really nice tip though. It's like it's a very gentle easing process, you know, so not too, you know, straightforward and just take it to the shop or do whatever. Um, but actually just give yourself a bit of time and and I imagine that you must have clients that come back to you and say, Oh, I didn't really miss it actually, or I'd forgotten that I had it. And I can remember this one client, it was it was, you know, the the following year and said, Oh, I'd forgotten all about that. <laughs> Oh, that's that's a really nice way of going about it, though, just to kind of, you know, show yourself that, like you say, maybe it's time or maybe you really did miss it. And then it's a good exercise. Absolutely. And then equally, when we do clear those clothes out, very often we find hidden gems that are literally lurking at the back of the wardrobe that we'd forgotten about completely. And we can use those garments to create all sorts of amazing, fabulous outfits from that. And they absolutely love it. I, I can particularly remember this lady who I did I, that, that happened to. She had this most gorgeous, how she'd ever left it get to the back of a wardrobe, I don't know. But it was a tan suede coat. And it was just, you could see her face when she found it. It was like everything lit up because, and then we could create all these different options for her afterwards as well. Oh, that's so lovely. And um, so when we're thinking about the benefits of finding your own personal style, so it's clear that you're very passionate about how clothes, um, the clothes that we wear can make a big difference to how we feel about ourselves and how others see us. And, you know, being a mental health podcast, um, you know, I'm very fascinated to delve into that more and, and how it actually benefits our, our mental health and well-being as well. Um, but also the fact that it can save us time and money having, you know, very specific, um, you know, consciously decided on clothes and accessories in our wardrobe that works for our bodies and our personalities and, and lifestyle so for you it's not just about the fashion but about how styling and color contributes to how you feel as an individual right and um and supporting your lifestyle and career and, and body type etc so what research can you share about the benefits of being conscious about what we wear i mean there is a whole kind of new kind of genre or area of study um called fashion psychology now, as I said, we're not really talking about fashion per se, but it's about the way that our clothes make us feel. So there's a couple of great books. Um, so there's one um, which is actually written by um, a psychologist at the University of Hertfordshire called Karen Pine. And she's got some fabulous um, in sort of studies and things that she's done with this. And also an American lady in um, and she's called Dawn Karen. And so, again, fabulous information, really interesting case studies that they've utilised and written down of um, of how 
just what we wear can make a difference because I think you know it's and it's not it's not about fashion it's about how the clothes literally make you feel so I'm very much about think about the fabric think about how having that that garment which is literally as close as it can possibly be to you if you're wearing something that feels uncomfortable is too tight or too restrictive or you have to fiddle with it in whatever way that might be then and especially if I see someone in the fitting room trying something on and they're already fiddling with it no matter how amazing they look in it I would say don't bother because you're never going to feel right and it's it's not going to give you that confidence because Basically, that's what I do is if you find something that makes you feel amazing, you are going to feel confidence. And it's it's almost in certain situations like putting your armour on, literally, that it's, you know, if you're going into a difficult situation, but you've got your kick ass dress on or your amazing pair of suit or your great shirt, then that's going to make you feel so much better. Mm, absolutely. I love that. And and how you know, especially I'd love to talk to you now about colour as well. And, you know, just how that can really anchor a certain state in you, you know, so the colours that we pick and choose, you know, really says it says a lot about, you know, how it can make us feel and, and you know, what it means to us. So with such a wide ranging variety of colours available, how do you determine which colours are best suited to your skin tone, personality, energy? Um, so from a colour analysis point of view, as uh, what we look at in that situation is we're looking at a person's um, natural colouring. So we talk about their natural hair colour, um, their eye colour and their skin tone. And it's a combination of those three things which will determine the colours that suit you best. And we're really focused on the colour that you put right by your face, because obviously that's the colour that will reflect into your face. And the a good colour for you, the best colours will reflect and almost give you a glow without you having to do anything, um, which is amazing. You know, and literally in a colour analysis session, we would um, compare different colours that are opposites and see the difference that happens in your face. Because often we don't think about colour when we go and try clothes on because we're usually too busy looking at whether it fits our body as to whether it suits our face. And it's only later when you maybe you look at a photograph of yourself and you go, oh, I look really ill in that picture. What's going on? And it could be that you're wearing mustard um, or something that's not going to be a great colour for you. So when we're doing the analysis, we're looking predominantly to see whether um, you suit warm or cool undertones, whether you're better in lighter colours or deeper colours and whether you're better in brighter colours or more muted, softer colours. Mm. And there's a whole kind of combination of different ways we, we work it to give you your palette of colours. Yeah. And, and to suit different circumstances and scenarios, I imagine, like, you know, if you're giving a presentation, like, do you want to wear something that's really empowering for you? Or if you're going to a wedding or, a you know, a personal um, party or occasion, then something else that reflects a different part of your personality. Yeah, absolutely. So your your base palette is there, but then for and this is where the magic kind of happens. And this is what I do when I'm working one to one with clients. They write, well, if you've got that presentation, what are you trying to say? And then we can use the psychology of colour to kind of give you and to empower you or to find the best colours for you to wear in that situation, potentially. Um, and they're going to be you know, because there is sort of a psychological almost message that is given off by certain colours. Mm. So, you know, if you wear red, you will be noticed. 
um, no matter. So it's not to, it's not a colour to wear when you want to hide in the background <laughs> um, because you will, you know, you'll be seen. Yeah. Uh, so that's not the colour to wear if you're feeling a bit, you know, I just want to hide at the back or I just want to be quiet. Um, but, you know, a, a very balancing colour would be a green. And there are so many greens. People say, oh, no, I can't wear green. But if you think about it, we've got like an emerald green. We've got a sea green. We've got um, a, a khaki green. We've got lime green. And they would suit different people. So there is a green for everybody. But it's just knowing which green is the right one for you, because otherwise you could look really ill or you could look amazing. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Actually, really made me smile when you said about um, red as an example of, you know, standing out. And I remember on on my wedding day, um, one of my really good friends, Rachel, um, she came over from Ireland and she wore this red dress that popped. And um, and she, you know, she'd met a lot of new people that day um, and she's a dancer. And so not only she was wearing this gorgeous red dress, but she was, um, you know, dancing and she, you know, she had a lot of attention from that as well. And she got known as Red Dress Rachel from, from that day it's like that's how people remembered her from that that girl who was dancing in that red dress so definitely a lot of merit in that how people remember others by color sometimes as well absolutely because you know and a lot of the time it's we would describe a car we would describe something else by its color first because that is the thing we see first generally Hi everyone, just wanted to take 45 seconds of your time to mention our Karma Community online membership platform. This is your space to nurture good mental health, to reduce stress and to embed calm in your work and all aspects of your life. Here you can enjoy 24-7 access to a suite of online wellbeing resources, from wellbeing recipes to audio meditation guides, breathwork and yoga tutorials, webinars, monthly virtual workshops and much more. Sign up to become a member at www.thisiskarma.com forward slash membership. Start your 10-day free trial today and begin your journey to feel happier, relaxed and more calm in your work and life in general. Thank you for listening and now back to the episode. So in terms of the psychological benefits and the impact of colour on our mood, you started going into it just then. Um, Is there anything else that you can share um, around sort of any latest research around that? So um, there are some really great uh, colour psychology books around. Um, a really good one, is, which is really easy to read, is one by um, a lady called Karen Haller. And she um, it's called The Little Book of Colour. And it's really easy to read. And it goes into the background of, of psychology of colour, which was originated by a lady called um, Angela Wright. And um, she kind of developed that whole process. And she looked at it a lot from... Uh, not just from clothes, but from marketing, from logos, how we decorate houses and that's and and decorate rooms and how that can impact people's mood on the colour that is within that sort of scenario. And so that's I would definitely recommend if anyone's interested in finding out more, having a look at her book. Um, but simple things like yellow will boost your um your energy and uh, give boost your self-esteem now and uh, yellow is not an easy color to wear but it and you know but if you wanted to have you know think about how you feel if you see a bunch of sunflowers it kind of just instantly lifts your mood the sun's out it kind of lifts your mood but if you had yellow in the house or you just had yellow some somewhere if you could even if you couldn't wear it then that helps with that sort of situation as well Mm -hmm. Um, As you said, red is all energy and excitement. 
Um, blue is great for mental, if you, if you want to kind of think or kind of give the impression that you're knowledgeable. Um, so, and again, the darker the blue, the more kind of intelligent, supposedly, you're seen. So it's always a good colour to wear. And that's why navy is always kind of a good corporate colour, because mm. it's kind of that. Um, um, Grey can be a bit of a safety net. So it's and can be useful. So if you want to protect yourself almost or um, quieten the noise around yourself, then that's a really good colour to wear. It's very it can make you a little bit um, not so much detached, but detached from the situation. It's a very neutral colour and it's a great colour because um, like uh, Barack Obama and Kofi Annan always used to wear grey in their kind of you know, diplomacy situations. And I have actually tried this out because I once went into a really ooh, challenging situation and I thought, I don't want to get embroiled in the whole thing. So I wore a navy dress and I kind of felt protected. Mm. maybe because I kind of knew what I was doing but it did just give me that extra sort of uh, barrier if you like or protection and then black a lot of people will go to black as as their default almost and again it's seen as a kind of a safety protective barrier I mean I you know, think Victoria Beckham she does that very well mm. um, you know don't talk to me and you know that's it you know and it's and so it can be useful from that point of view. But equally, if you want to um, sort of talk to people, if you want to build empathy, it's it's good to add a little bit of colour as well. Mm. And from an accessory point of view, too, so not just the clothing that you wear. Um, sometimes for some people, it's about the additional features that they add. So they might choose to wear quite neutral colours, like you say, but then something will be quite a statement in like, you know, a necklace or earrings or a hat or a scarf. Absolutely. I know you, I know you love scarves. <laughs> I'm the scarf lady. Um, but uh, you can, um, you know, like you have a yellow bag. You know, you could do something like that. You could do just a pop of colour, which will just be be amazing. Um, some people don't particularly like clothes. So often it's about simplifying their wardrobe down to almost, I say the word use loosely, but to a uniform. But it means that they just know that they're comfortable and that they can, you know, there are plenty of uh, tech millionaires that seem to survive just wearing jeans and a sweatshirt um, and have the same thing in, in their wardrobe. Um, but if it's a style that works, I mean, look at Angela Merkel. She She's not going to be the most stylish woman in the world, but she has her style. And it means that she doesn't have to think about it in the morning. She's just going to go to another trouser suit and that will be what she's wearing that day. And so she can get on with other stuff. And, mm. you know, so there are lots of ways we can use our clothes as a, as a protection, but also, you know, to, to still to project what we want to in the best way for ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. And it's also you help people with how to organise, right? So whether it's colour coordination or um, in colour order, like in your wardrobes or in your drawers, um, just to, like you said, save you a bit of time. Mm. And, and, you know, so if you've got your wardrobe sorted, it just makes it a lot easier for you to be able to see the possibilities that you've got in there. Because we can all get into a rut of wearing the same thing over and over again, especially when you're in lockdown. But it just gives you, oh, let's try something a bit different or a, a, a new combination. Um, yeah. But as long as you've got, again, the clothes that you can wear on that day in your wardrobe, 
then it's easier to see those things. Actually, that takes on a whole new meaning when you just reference lockdown just then. It's very easy to fall into, like you say, a pattern of a few very similar clothes, comfort clothes that you could just wear each day. When actually, you know, sometimes having video calls or meetings will inspire you to mix it up a little bit. But otherwise, you could just take on board, you know, a lot of the great advice that you're sharing today and look at it as an opportunity to boost your mood in thinking actually how do I want to dress for myself today and what will actually help my mindset absolutely a couple of weeks ago I was um I got um a jump a cashmere jumper as one of my Christmas presents and I hadn't worn it and it was this is like three four weeks after Christmas and it's like oh but it's pale pink and I, you know, I might go in the kitchen and get tomato juice on it or whatever. And um, again, another piece of advice is I'd say don't save things for best, you know, because wear it now. And so I, that day I thought, no, I'm going to wear it. I don't care that it's a wet Wednesday afternoon. I'm going to wear it. And so I um, I just felt amazing in it. And so you wear things that you've, you really love. And I think that's really important. And Again, take the opportunity to try something different within your wardrobe. If you, one way to test whether you haven't worn something for a long time or, you know, to check you are wearing your wardrobe is to, when you wear something and you put it back in the wardrobe, turn the hanger around so that you know you've worn it. And then you can see of the things in your wardrobe, how much of it you wear. And that can be quite scary because there are statistics that have been done, you know, the old 2080 uh, rule does work with um, wardrobes and clothes as well that we probably wear 20% of our clothes 80% of the time and you know and again take this opportunity to try those different things and maybe you'll think actually I don't particularly like this it worked well in the past but I've moved on and we do move on Mm -hmm. and you know things that maybe that we wore and wore and wore a couple of years ago just aren't us anymore and so it's fine to let it go because it served us well and it could help someone else, you know, if you can move it on to a charity shop or something, then great. That's true. Yeah. Think about how it could be recycled, reused in another way that someone else can appreciate it if you're done with it. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a beautiful sentiment. So when we think about the sort of mental health benefits of being conscious about what you wear, making those conscious choices, thinking about how it can actually help boost your mindset, your mood, all of the great things that you just shared with us. You've helped a wide range of people from a variety of backgrounds and challenges to build their confidence and self-esteem through styling. And I, I was really enjoying um, learning about some of the stories that you have. So I'd love to, you know, to explore that a bit more now. Um, this includes people who have experienced postnatal depression, abuse, and even a blind person who trusted you to choose clothes that reflected his personality. So... This that's so beautiful and, and this just shows us that styling and colour goes way beyond just building confidence and it, it can actually be life changing for, for some people. So tell us more about your experiences with the people that you've helped who perhaps have come across some challenges and it's really made a difference to their lives. Um, well, I'll start with the blind guy. So that he was, you know, he found me online and um, he was absolutely amazing, lived, al- lived alone. And, but his only and had managed to work without a, a, a guide dog or anything. And but his the person who bought his clothes was his mother. And um, as he was approaching 40 and was looking for love, basically, it was kind of like, you know, he would like a. To, and was going on dating sites the way he was coming across was not how he wanted to um, so 
basically my brief was to go out with him to find shirts that would reflect his personality, what he, how he wanted to come across. And he also wanted to have shirts which reflected his business, um, how he wanted to come across in business as well. And so, we, you know, we we went out and he did have to trust me because obviously he can't see. He can feel the fabrics. And so a lot of that, it was very tactile. And so he could feel the fabrics. But I had to describe them in a lot of great detail as to what they were like. And then he could understand which shirts were for which occasions as well. And um, and it was just it was just lovely to be able to help him and to see that, again, the difference it made to him and the confidence that he now felt being able to go forward and that he could quite genuinely get rid of the shirts that his mother had bought for him, which had stood the, you know, had been there for a while and had worked for the time that was necessary, but it was time to let them go. So I think we bought possibly 18 shirts on one day. And he wasn't, um, you know, a bog standard shape, shall we say. So we did have to go to quite specialist shops and um, and we couldn't try on in very many shops because it was in summer 2020. So it was quite challenging to be able to do that. But we did find two fantastic stores with amazing service and they had to alter some of the shirts as well. And, you know, they were rummaging around in the back in the um, in the storeroom to find things for us. Um, but luckily they did have fitting rooms so we could use it, whereas we couldn't go into some of the major stores because their fitting rooms weren't open. Mm. so it was a bonus for them so yeah one shop I think we bought we definitely bought about 12 shirts in that one shop and they had to you know and, and they were going to tailor them for him and everything so it was great and then one other lady which oh she was just amazing so we worked together over a, probably a couple of months and when we started her oh, I mean the confidence was rock bottom really really rock bottom she based her mother had basically I mean, it makes me upset just to think about it now, had had abused her as a child and just in the sense of had undermined anything she'd ever worn, ever bought, criticised everything, how she looked, you know, was constantly just just berating her. And somehow she managed to get through that. And we had to undo I call them a lot of image demons. So things that we might have been told about in our past, things people might have said to us, possibly in a flippant comment, which actually bears no relation to reality. It was just something. But those things stick in our mind for whatever reason. Mm. And so we had to undo quite a lot of those things that her mother had, had said to her and to prove that they were either irrelevant now or incorrect. Um, and I think the oh, just the best thing was when she was able she went shopping on her own because originally I was going to take her. But she said, no, I want to try to do it. And she managed to do it. And she bought, you know, all the different pieces we'd found that needed to be fitted into the gaps in her wardrobe. And again, she now was able to put outfits together and know that they they suited her, that they reflected who she was and her personality and how she wanted to be seen by others. And so, you know, that's that's what does it for me. It's not about, you know, finding the latest fashion or trying to put people into different mad things. It's it's knowing that the difference that what we wear can 
just change everything. Mm. Sounds like quite a bit of like inner work <laughs> that yeah, it's that. done as well. Like when you work with others and what you've witnessed as well, it's it's very often goes beyond just the surface of, you know, actually I really like some, you know, nice clothes for my wardrobe. It goes much deeper than that. Absolutely. It's 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 not just surface level at all. People think it's all vanity, but it's not at all. Not at all. No, absolutely. Well, it's very powerful stories. And thank you so much for sharing that with us. So so what's next for you, Gail? Where is your uh, business taking you these days? Um, so I over the last few months, I have developed a whole way of doing color analysis online, which is, incre- you know, I have to say myself is incredibly ex- um, uh, successful and effective. And it means that I've managed to um, both train and work with clients all around the world. So that um, I can, you know, sit in my room in 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 Hertfordshire and uh, talk to people anywhere and um, help them discover the colours that work for them. And um, I'm developing you know, the daily sessions, as I said, where I'm, I'm a stylist for a day, but also putting um, the the image coaching packages is what I really love doing. So, like I was saying about the lady who um, had, had problems with her mother, then working with someone over a period of time because. Some people can get it straight away and and just want and then just go off and do their own thing. And but some people do need a bit more support. And that's what you can do. And you can't do it quickly. It's not just a case of, right, let's just clear your wardrobe out. We're done. Mm. I can do that. But it's not appropriate for a lot of people. And so taking the time doing things spaced over a period of time works much better for other clients as well. And I really love doing that part of it. Yeah, that's wonderful. So there's those two aspects to your businesses, isn't there? There's study and style, which I understand is the training and development aspect. And then Gail Morgan style is with like one to one consultancy. Uh, yeah. So um, the get the study and style element is I'm training people to become personal stylists, uh, image consultants, personal shoppers um, so that they can go and set up their own businesses. And so there's, again, there's a lot of coaching and mentoring on that side of it. All the courses are online, which I had done before um, COVID hit, which is a blessing. And so I'm quite used to mentoring through through Zoom and stuff like that. But it's just I mean, again, it's just a fantastic option for people to to be able to either link with an existing business or to set up their own styling business. Yeah. And well done for having the foresight to adapt your business to online even before COVID-19 and and that that's been able to you know continue um to see you through and to grow successfully huge congratulations Gail it's wonderful to hear thank you so so how can people stay connected with you how can people stay in touch and find out more about what you offer um, so I'll go along to my websites. I am in the process of rewriting them at the moment, but um, they will. Uh, so studyandstyletraining.com or um, gailmorganstyle.com. Great. And do you have any social handles as well? Yep. So I'm on, um, do quite a lot on LinkedIn, actually. So um, I'm Gail Morgan 11 because someone else had Gail Morgan. Um, so that's where you'd find me on um, on LinkedIn or um, on Gail Morgan Style on, um, on Facebook. Brilliant. That's wonderful. Well, it's been so insightful to speak to you today, Gail. Thank you so much for taking the time to share your expertise and and your experiences with us. It's certainly given me a lot to think about and to become a bit more streamlined in in uh, how I approach my wardrobe and um, and just how much it can benefit my mental health um, on a daily basis as well. So thank you. Brilliant. It's been a pleasure. 
Take Regular Breaks is hosted by me, Tanya Diggory, and has been produced by our team here at Karma. Our show is mixed and edited by Mike Winship. Our original theme music is by Oliver Sudden, and our design is by Longevity. You can listen to our show on Spotify and other popular streaming platforms. For more information on Karma and our mental health and wellbeing services, visit www.thisiskarma.com. Thank you for listening, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Thank you.